Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. The Poor Night, a fantasy musical podcast suitable for all ages, brought to you by Fool and Scholar Productions. Follow Nathaniel the Poor Knight and the friends he meets along his journey as he's bitten by a wereman and must break the curse before the full moon. Listen to The Poor Knight wherever you get your podcasts or learn more at foolandscholar.com. Hey there, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host and custodian of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This weird tale, Story Club members, might make you keep off the grass. It's one I call Gnomes Sweet Gnomes. The smile looked as wide as a crescent moon. The exposed teeth were just as bright. The eyes smiled too with a similar heavenly glow. And the pointy little red hat was super weird. It all gave Becky Mayer the creeps. Why does Dad have to have these foot-tall ceramic garden gnomes in our yard? Becky asked herself. They're weird and they're creepy. She helped her father in the yard. While he was busy mowing the grass with a lawnmower, she edged strips of grass and dirt from the edge of the sidewalk with a hoe. Edging makes the lawn, the whole exterior of the house in fact, tidy and inviting, her father had told her. And that's what we want our lawn party tomorrow night to be. The roaring din of the lawnmower suddenly died down. Well, wouldn't you know it, Becky's father said. It's out of gas. He grabbed the red two-gallon can nearby and shook it, but the sound came up as empty as the blue summer day. Looks like I've got to run to the gas station. Darwinkle, the lamplighter gnome, lay on the ground. His moon smile was smeared with flowerbed dirt among the vivid colors of dahlias and peonies. There were five gnomes around the yard and flower garden in all. In addition to Darwinkle, there was Roybert, who smoked a long pipe, Fulwick, who pushed a wheelbarrow, Wimfoodle, who hid under a ceramic mushroom, and Lumbell, who whiled away his eternal gnome hours fishing. All were carefully placed and cared for by Becky's father. What happened to Darwinkle? Becky's father asked. I must have accidentally knocked him over. She lied. Silly me. Her father picked Darwinkle back out of the dirt and brushed the chocolate-covered grit from his lunar white teeth. It isn't good to be cruel to a gnome when the full moon will soon rise. His tone was serious, more serious than Becky had ever heard him before. You've gotta be kidding, Dad, Becky said, using this as an excuse to stop her edging duty. It's just a dumb ceramic yard ornament. I see them everywhere, in other people's yards, at the hardware store. They're just lame things people like to trash their lawns up with. People have been putting gnomes in their yards and gardens for over 150 years, her father said. They bring good luck, and they also guard against would-be intruders and those with mean-spirited hearts. I can't believe this, Becky said. I'm only 11 and I'm making more sense than you, Dad. Aren't you supposed to be the adult here? Just be more careful, her father said over his shoulder as he strode off with his plastic gas can toward the car. Mom should be home from the grocery store soon, and I'll be back quicker than a gnome's wink. 
He smiled at Becky, climbed into the car, and left. Gnomes wink, Becky thought. Oh man, Dad's really lost it. Reluctantly, she started to edge the sidewalk again. Then something caught her eye, a flash of red. She peered up. Darwinkle faced her and was smiling. But when her father had picked him back up, he was facing the other direction. All Dad's gnome talk has you upset, Becky muttered to herself. She continued to edge the lawn. After a few minutes, she gazed up again from her tedious work. Every single one of the gnomes, Darwinkle, Roybert, Fulwick, Wimfoodle, and Lumbell, seemed to not only be facing her direction, but they seemed closer too. In fact, she found herself surrounded by the jolly foot-high ornaments. Their pointed hats of red and their coveralls of green made them appear uniform, like they were part of some underground gnome militia. Okay, this is freaking me out, Becky thought. I'm gonna drop this hoe and dash for the front door. The front door stood 20 feet away. She could sprint to it before those gnomes could move any closer. Smack! The wood handle of the hoe slapped the concrete where Becky dropped it. In four quick bounds, she was at the front door, safe. The doorknob didn't turn, locked. But how? When? She was afraid to turn back around, afraid of what she would see. Slowly moving her head, she turned and peered at the reflection of the yard through the front window. The gnomes had vanished. Becky suddenly fell to the porch. She hit her head on the wooden floor. It dazed her. And then everything went black. When Becky awoke, she realized that she was being dragged. Something dragged her across the front yard and into the back by her feet. In the backyard was the tool shed and the root cellar. They lived in an old house. It had a root cellar, which was nothing more than a hole dug into the ground next to the house. It had a heavy wooden door and broken concrete steps leading down into the darkness. It was a cold place to store extra fruits and vegetables. Only Becky's parents never used it. And now, the five gnomes were dragging her in its direction. Stop, Becky said, trying to reason with the tiny ceramic figures. She could only see their red cone hats bobbing up and down as they labored with her weight. Why are you doing this? We're the protectors of the yard, the keepers of the garden, a raspy, quiet voice said. She imagined it was Darwinkle, the lamplighter. He must have been the leader. You are a mean-spirited little girl and must be taught a lesson, just like that mangy dog. The gnome was referring to the Rain Trees dog, the next-door neighbor's Springer Spaniel that went missing last summer. They put ads in the paper, put up flyers, but the dog was missing for ages. But they'd found him after a few months. He'd been down in the root cellar, dead. Becky's father explained to the neighbor that no one had been in the root cellar for a couple of years. It was always a mystery how the dog got down there. Until now. The other neighbors, the Potters, had a calico cat go missing last week. Could it be? Okay, please stop, Becky said. I'll be nicer, I promise. I'll believe in you too. Just don't put me down in that horrible place. Two gnomes, Darwinkle and Roybert, held her feet, while Fulwick, Wimfoodle, and Lumbell heaved open the heavy wooden door to the root cellar. Are you ready to meet your fate? Roybert stalked up to Becky's face and asked. His breath smelled like freshly mowed grass. My dad or mom will find me. Somebody will find me. But by then, he rasped, his black-painted ceramic eyes flashing with life. It will be too late. Becky heard her father's car pull up and the door slam. Dad, help! She heard the soft thumps of footprints running on grass. 
Becky, what's going on? Why are you laying in the yard with the root cellar door open? It was the gnomes, Dad. You were right. The gnomes? They were in the front yard when I pulled up. Becky picked herself up off the ground. Her dad was right. She could see Darwinkle holding his lamp, his red cone hat pointed like a rocket at the June sky. And his smile at her seemed wider than before. If I were Becky, I seriously wouldn't be going out into the yard for anything. Those gnomes seem like some nasty little yard guardians who you don't want to mess with. Anyway, all this yard talk reminds me that I have to go outside to pooper scoop all of Spike and Renfield's droppings. I've kind of been putting it off. Ugh. But at least I don't have those freaky gnomes trying to stuff me underground while I'm trying to get my scoop on. Count your blessings, right? I certainly count mine, because I struck gold with all of you, my beloved listeners. Story Club is truly my tribe, and I think it's amazingly cool that so many of you have been picking up our styles. From hoodies and t-shirts to caps and more at gokidgo.com and showing your membership pride. I'm working hard on creating more Story Club designs for all of you this week. And do you know why? Because next month, my fellow phantom lovers, is October. And you know what that means. Halloween. You'd better believe I'm going to have everything you need to rock Halloween ready at gokidgo.com. I would not be much of a story club leader if I didn't, right? And while you're waiting for my terrifically terrifying new threads to drop at gokidgo.com, don't forget to check out loads of other great stories on the Gokidgo network, like Bobby Wonder, about a 10-year-old alien who has to protect the town of Pflugerville from villainous Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Capel. And of course, Martha and Waffle being totally hilarious nitwits in the underground world of Flusville. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or Flusville wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find your way to a great time. And obviously, join me back here tomorrow for another eerie episode. Because every R.L. Stein Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out! Go Kid Go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.